like I find stand up such a it's like I can't think of the word but on one hand it it's solitary because you're up there by yourself um you're you're talking about for the most part like personal personal anecdotes which you should be able to stand in those and be fine but if if the people you're telling this to don't react the way you think they do, think they should, or you hope they should, it's so devastating. <laughs> you know, know, it's just this whole mix of, 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 of stuff. And it like, even though what you're saying could be authentic and, and, and everything, if, if the end result doesn't end in a laugh, then it's like, it's no good sort of thing. Yeah. And the more, <laughs> I do stand up and understand stand up and the more I try to work on my mental health the more I'm like oh everything I'm supposed to not do for my own benefits of mental health that is exactly what <laughs> I'm doing for the success of stand up you know yes. fuck that was to have that realization of like exactly or my therapist is talking to me of like, well, like expecting an outcome from someone because of what you're saying and you built up in your head. And I'm just like, <laughs> she's like, how does that sink in? I'm like, no, no, I get that about my relationship <laughs> with my father, but over here every weekend. Like, exactly. That's my life right there. Yeah, like, and to have that realization when I'm starting to get better at stand up again is like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Uh... Hi everyone. Welcome back. Uh, this is season four of Shooting the Breeze. And this week, my guest is the hilarious Bobby Kanoff. Welcome, Bobby. Hello. Thank you Hello. for having me. Oh, thank you for thank you for doing this. So this this will be fun because we know each other pretty well. We've performed uh many, many times. Some of the most fun I've had on shows. Have been with yeah. you. you yeah, know? we've done all types of shows together. We've done open mics with barely any audience, yes. to fun, wacky, weird shows, to pro shows on the road. To, yeah. yeah, so we've done yeah a lot in yeah, a very we, short period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah because um, you're fairly new to Ottawa. Yes. Yes. I moved in at the end of 2020 during the pandemic. Ah, yes. And yeah. And then obviously <laughs> comedy wasn't really happening then. So I didn't meet start meeting people until like the spring of 2021 when things yes, were kind of opening up more. Open with, up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that's when I'm pretty sure we met around that time. Some. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can't even remember what show it was, but yeah. I remember seeing you at Swizzles. Right. Because when Swizzles. I first moved and things opened up I wanted to hit every open mic in Ottawa and just kind of meet people and see the different types of rooms so that's probably where it was mm -hmm. yeah yeah because I remember seeing you at Swizzles and I was like who is that you know and I'm thinking oh it's somebody new but then when you got up there it's like no he's not new he's a pro <laughs> like, <laughs> he knows what he's doing <laughs> oh, well, um, like I don't remember if we talked if we did it was probably just like high and introduction but yeah, what? I did like the rounds of like, hi, I'm Bobby, and got everyone's yeah. name. And then as soon as I left, I'm like, oh, I forget like 80% of everyone's names. No, I'm the why same did way. I get so many at once. Why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So it takes like a couple of times. I don't know if it's age or what, but it takes a couple of times for the name to 
to stick. I'll remember a face forever, but names, it's almost like it comes in and out. Just, My, it doesn't even I, stick. I use the example from Kill Bill and the first Kill Bill, whenever they said her name, they go, eh, so that you don't know it until the second movie. Oh. That's what my brain does with people's <laughs> names the first time they say it. They're like, hi, I'm, and I'm like, no, like, gotta wait for the sequel to know the person's name. Exactly. They gotta wait till season two. Yeah. <laughs> But I re- like one of the the things I remember most about you, like that first that first night that I met you, which was, to me was so endearing, was I and I think like I think back now, and I'm because I know at the time you were new, and so you were probably just checking everything out, not just the shows, but checking out you know the 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 comics in the city. And I remember I think I had either I had already performed or um, it was before I was performing, but I was sitting like in in the crowd the crowd of 12 or whatever because yeah. I had some there were some friends there so I was sitting with them and I remember seeing you you had already performed I, no I don't remember if you had performed or not but you were sitting in the audience I remember yeah. seeing you sit in a table right in the front and you were just having the time of your life yeah <laughs> you're just remember- enjoying the show <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing, because I'm like, oh, I know none of these people, so none of their stuff's going to be, like, when you, obviously, you know, when you're working with people, you see the same things they're doing, and it's fun to see what they're working on, but sometimes you're like, I've heard this, or whatever, but I'm like, I know no one, I'm going to sit, and then a couple comics told me, like, like a month or so after, once we got to know each other a bit more, they're like, man, I thought that you were trying to intimidate us, or, like, do a power move or (laughs) something, and I'm like, no, I just like comedy and like I hadn't seen any of you and I wanted to be part of the audience and yeah. also like you don't know me so I'm just an audience member right now yeah. like enjoying like and I also like to like tag stuff for comedians and I didn't want to do it that night because I didn't know anybody didn't know and anybody. Come on cocky but I wanted to see what people were working on so like later on down the road when I'm working with them again like hey I've been seeing you do this like try this or put this in front of this or try this as a tag. Like, I don't know. It might be garbage, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, that's what I remember the most. Cause I remember sitting there and you come out, you're sitting at a table by yourself and just killing yourself laughing at, at like at everyone who came up. And I was just like, that is a lover of comedy. Like not only a comic, but loves comedy because not many people would have just, gone like I like to sit in the audience and watch too but not many not many comics do that or like to do that so yeah and um, I like to do that too especially <laughs> like when it's an open mic and you know nobody if topics are going to be stepped on twice you know what I mean so I yeah. want to know the angle somebody took on something or it inspires me of like oh right I have that joke about that and it's different so I can bring it up and be like hey what this person was talking about and it kind of like Gives a so bit you kind more of dovetail on, on yeah. yeah, it's not the same joke, but it's a, on the same vein, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I find like the audience, like, res- not all the time, but respects that a bit more of like, oh, this person's listening to the whole show. They're not just there to be like, hey, here's my shit. I don't care. You know what I mean? Not that that's mm. what people are doing. People are working on their stuff, but yeah. like, it just adds a bit more of like, oh, this person has been paying attention to. Yes the show so they know everything that's been going on and it, yeah so it's I like it yeah 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 I like that too for for that same reason like I don't do I don't do a lot of crowd work I, I think the most I interact with the crowd is if I'm hosting which is part which is part of the 
yeah, part, it's part, part of, of the part of the job, you know. But yeah. ordinarily, I don't, um, I and don't interact. And I find that's where you're at in your stand-up is you're still working on because how long you've been doing it now? Like a little over three years. Yeah, so you're honing in your longer sets. You're getting more middling spots. So you're like working on getting that timing down. So to throw in a wrench of doing a thing you don't know yet, it's kind of would hurt your that part of it. So I understand yeah. like in the next coming year, <clears throat> that's when you'll just be more comfortable in that 20 minutes and want to play around with that exactly. and be like, oh, I can do some crowd work here. Or I, I can man, I can risk doing crowd work here and it not working because i know this following eight minutes is so good because i tightened it up over the past exactly. year so yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah but uh so that that being said like i like to know what's going on in the audience you know because there could it could be something as as playful as you know say there's like a really like giddy happy bunch in there that you can get up and be like I, i've got my eye on you like I know, I know what you're laughing at sort of thing. Like you could tease them a little bit and, you know, and like yeah. you said, they respect, they, they, re when they realize like, oh, this person's been watching the whole time. It's, it, 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 it like reawakens something. I, it, something yeah, happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not in every audience member, but it's, a, it's some, and it's a cool thing to play with and know. And it's like, adds a bit more connection with them before you even have gotten that into your material. It's just exactly. like, exactly. They're like, oh, okay, we were we were together a minute ago. You were audience, so it's this weird, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, and especially if they don't know you're you were a comic, and like yeah. you 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 know you you were talk chatting with them before the show started, or you ran into somebody in the bathroom, and then they see you go up, and you're there. I've seen it happen where they're like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was talking to her outside. I saw her outside. But then I've had it backfire on me oh, a couple really? times. Not that often, but every once in a while where I'll be talking to someone at the bar or whatever, and we like they buddy up and then like think they have this other connection with you outside of the rest of the audience. So they start like, Yeah, hey man. And then you're oh, like, yes. Oh no. And it's yes. like I'm the asshole if I were to be like, shut the fuck up, man, because it's like <laughs> I started talking to him out there. It's like, man, we were having this. It, it would confuse them more than just a yeah. regular person who does that in the audience where it's like, right. no, man, I'm talking to the whole audience right now. Not you. You're not being just selfish. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I'm being selfish in this way. It's like, I made this little bond. And then it's like, now shut the fuck up. It's like, <laughs> bond is broken now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I'm like, oh, this is kind of my fault. And it was like a delicate <laughs> way of dealing with it. Because then the rest of the audience doesn't know either. So it's Yeah, just, they're like, what's happening what's going on <laughs> yeah so it's like oh i made this problem that didn't need to exist if i just would have sat in the green room you know what i mean like... <laughs> exactly because i know i've seen i'm sure you've seen it too where um say the host has been talking to different people and ask you know what they do are they a couple how long whatever the gamut and then a comic comes out and starts asking these same people what's your name what do you do <laughs> it's so clear that they weren't in the room they weren't listening or whatever yeah and... yeah and like sometimes <laughs> if it's a really seasoned pro they get out of that really quick of like yes. oh the host talked to you this and yeah. that or and then they'll but yeah when it's someone just doing bits and it's clearly they're like yeah man we went through yeah. all, all of what of you're this. doing and then, they'll, and then they'll even do a joke that the host did <laughs> and you're like yeah man 
This has been done. Stop. Now because it was just an off the cuff thing, but it's so uncomfortable for everyone, and that's why you're. And then the comics were like, "What the fuck? That was kind of it funny." Was you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, you guys don't you know, get it. You just don't yeah, get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you just were not paying attention. Because but... a podcast. I was listening. This was a few months ago. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast and I can't remember who their guest was, but they, they talked about that. They said, uh, the guest had said that, um, you know, somebody earlier on in the set, whether it was the host or another comic had engaged the audience, like asking them like what they do and all of that, all of that stuff. And a comic got up and started to do that. And someone in the audience like stood up and said, he's a doctor. They've been together for two years. They're on a first date. I work for so-and-so. Can you yeah. tell us some jokes? Yeah. Like, this, someone did this better. Yes. We're not going through this again. Because like, I think, if I remember correctly, I think what had happened was, say, a couple of people had come out and started doing, like, the, that same crowd work. And by the time this guy came out and started it again, this guy in the audience was like, no. <laughs> She's an accountant. They're we're a couple. Dealing, They've been on and off happening. for two years. I do this. And like, let's get on with it. <laughs> well, then there's even sometimes where like, it's good to know the person like you host a lot. I host a lot too when I'm not headlining and stuff. And it's good to know the headliner because sometimes they like to do that a lot. Yes. They like to talk to the crowd and that's a half of their thing. There's certain acts I've worked with over the past years where it's like, and I've had to learn when I'm hosting of like to almost go anti-host and do material yes, and just talk to a couple people, like do the regular who's celebrating stuff, but yes. don't do too much because the person is like, fuck man, that's my, that's my whole like, act. Yeah. That's my bread and butter in the middle. So like if, and like, if they're obviously a really seasoned pro, they can do more with it, but then they're just kind of like, don't do it at all. Like, just do the yeah. little bit and then do some stuff, get them warmed up. So that's a whole new muscle of a host. I didn't even yeah. think to learn because I had to untrain myself from, oh, don't do, don't go up and just do material. Yes. Like you got to yes. go up and even if you're doing material, mix it into the crowd and get to know them. And that's mm -hmm. your job. And then when working with headliners like that, I'm like, okay, go back to do material because this person, that's what they want to do. Yes. And if you're ruining it, yeah. Not ruining exactly. it, but it's just like making it, more difficult for them rather than like letting right. them have those little gifts from exactly because yeah. it's not going to be fresh for them you mm -hmm. know especially since they're they're up last yeah and if yeah. somebody's already talked to everyone in the audience and knows the whole life story and of the really audience or whatever, yeah you know what yeah like, like it's like what's left for them <laughs> sometimes i'll do it just to like plant a seed of like okay, this table over here is this, and then go over And If I know the headliner that does this, I'll be like, hey, this is that. You'll mine that for something. Yeah. Or like, these people are that. So like, go for that. And like, mm -hmm. their name was this, and I didn't go into it, and you totally can. You know yeah. what I mean? Or something exactly. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm. do you like hosting, or do you prefer doing spots? Uh, I used to really dislike it because I wanted – I was like where you were when I, I wanted to work on my material and I wanted to make sure stuff. And I was getting more hosting things where it's like, you can't really work on longer bits. And that's how I write. I don't write one liners or quick stuff. Yeah. So having that in between time to try to work on stuff was like, always felt rushed and everything. And then, 
and then I just started like middling and headlining more that now when I get hosting, I like it because it like stretches a different muscle okay. that I don't get to do when I'm doing a longer headlining set or whatever, where it's just like, oh, I got to come out swinging. I got to get them going. I got to like work on talking to the audience and being that off the cuff or figuring out what jokes I have that can be implanted with certain kind of cues without them knowing or just right. like being able to like win them back and lose them mm. is a lot of fun when I'm hosting and because I'm like like seasoned enough it's not going to ruin the rest of the show right you know what I mean like whereas in before if I would do that when I was still starting out and hosting I'd be like oh I'm not doing a good job I'm like ruining tanking the show when I'm <laughs> supposed to bring it back up it's just like yeah so now I like it but okay I'm sometimes still... you'll... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, you go. I was just going to say, but then sometimes I'll be like, oh, fuck, I really well see a crowd and I'm like, oh, I want to do a set and not host. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I wish I wasn't an hosted tonight. Like, oh, I really... <laughs> but then sometimes it's the opposite where I'm like, I don't want to fucking headline. Yeah. I'd rather, like... Uh... Because so, yeah. I, I probably put too much into it because I'm like on and I'm listening and I'm watching and all of this because I I think it's an important job like oh for keep, sure you've got to keep the levity up and yeah you know. and that's what I used to dislike about it where I'm like oh, I just put it all out there I don't want to go back up for this or that or mm. or if they didn't like something I would get mad not at them at myself rather than just be like oh well who cares you're the host go, yeah. go back and get them going rather than like oh they, this they didn't get that like and i'm just like in my head about it rather than not right. doing the job but now i do enjoy of like when someone's talking about something of like oh i want to tag that and i'm like oh i can i'm yeah. hosting right now and i go up and then i go up to them after i'm like if you want any of that that's yours because yeah. it's like i was just like riffing off your thing making sure not to do it in a way of like thieving of just mm. you know what i mean but like yeah. hey that was just for right now take it like oh, yeah. i was just having fun like because i because I, I know people who love it and people who hate it and then i yeah. and then there are people who feel it's a very low pressure night and other people who feel it's high pressure you know like for me it's high pressure i don't hate it but I like if given the choice, and I've I've been in the situation where they're like, "Do you want to host or do a spot?" It's like spot, please. I was I always go for the spot. Yeah, and I used to be like that too, yeah. but now I'm like host because I actually get a bit more time and mm -hmm. I can test my writing out more, like on the right. spot, kind of coming up with true. stuff. True, that's true. But then the thing that blows my mind about the general public and their understanding of stand up. There's a lot of things that like people don't know and comedians make fun of of like you believe people don't know and it's like yeah of course they don't yeah, know yeah they, they don't of course how could this. they how would they they go to maybe one of these a year sometimes it's people's first time everything but the weird thing that I don't get is that people sometimes don't think the host is the comedian and they go up to the host and go you should do this too it's like <laughs> I, I do <laughs> are you talking about like that is mind blowing to me because it's just like. Yeah, I was up there doing exactly what those people were doing. I just happened to then bring more people up to keep the show a yes, structure. Yes, moving, exactly. 
because in my mind, I'm like, because people will ask questions like, do you write your own material, stuff like this, this and that. It's like, I get those questions. They don't understand the, yeah. the, what goes into this, the work and everything. But that I'm like, <laughs> you just saw me. Do, who do you think hosts are? Random people on the street that exactly. happen to be able to do material the same way that the comedians do? I'm like, that has been the one question from normal people that still to this day blows my mind yeah like, it's a strange one it is because i think it i just from what like the bit that i understand about like say the, the comedy community in the states like in, in general um versus here is that i find that here a host is is a, is a comic but a host is 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 a strong comic where I think in the states, they're they're like there's like a position called MC because there's somebody who I can't remember his name, but he posts like a he has a blog, and he's an MC. He's he doesn't call he's not a comedian. He's yeah, an MC, and, and it's like a different. Yeah, they thing. host different events too yeah. as well and stuff like that and like, but it's just I find that's that would be weirder too for some random audience member in arm prior to understand the inner workings of the American shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that doesn't add up to me either, but I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. I like, find it strange too. And then I know like over the, over the like quarantine and the pandemic, I got to meet and, and work with a lot of, american comics right because a lot and, more zoom shows and yeah everything. on yeah. the zoom shows and everything and, and a lot of not all of them but many of them said that hosts are usually weak comics they're not strong comics and i'm like which is like a like yeah opposite here where it's like sometimes yeah. like the middle actor the guest spots will be the you, you want it's like a sandwich of like that's where like obviously a lot of the time it's everyone's good but mm -hmm. sometimes that's the spot for the person who's testing to see if they're ready for these kind of things not the host who needs to right. get the show but that's exactly. also a canadian thing of like there's not as much work here that we need to swap out a lot more because that blew my mind it actually did kind of like make me go whoa when i moved to toronto when i was younger and saw headliners hosting mm. i was kind of like oh what it's like oh yeah that's there's That's not how that it's many done, clubs. Yeah. There's not that many weekends. It's another job that weekend. You know what I mean? Where it's mm -hmm. like that's a Canadian thing I find because of just the amount of space in between the amount of gigs. So yeah, comedians stay in their little hubs unless they're touring, and like you stay in your like Ontario tour or East Coast tour unless you're doing an actual tour. And I'm not insulting people's tours. I've mm. done that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. four things in Northwestern Ontario. It's a tour. But like, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, it's, a, it's the only thing you can get to to get enough people to come to that. So then it's like, we have to swap the spots of like right. hosting and middling and headlining because it's just, yeah, just mm -hmm. the lack of work and space. That's actually think, one of the clubs here does that. Like uh, one week your head i don't know which one comes first but one week is headlining one week is hosting yeah 
And it's yes, just like, and yeah. then that's good for you because then you get two weeks of work. Two exactly of that work, because yeah. there's not enough to drive to to get that consistent work in your own little spot. Mm-hmm. And that's why I guess it makes more sense in the states to have MCs because there's so many more shows going right. on that's that you true. need people to just put these things on. And that's where I've also seen more shows in the states have like a radio DJ as the host mm. or a local like news or TV person as the host you'll see that often a lot more often there than here kind of just happens for like weird special events or charity events where you'll have someone like that be the the host or whatever yeah yeah because i i think yeah i think every every comedy show i've been to whether i've been on it or just a, a a viewer it's been hosted by a comedian yeah yeah, and it's and only if it's some like gala different show yeah. where there are different kinds of performers on it where that where it's it someone be, else, yeah. Yeah, a radio person or a TV person or somebody like that. But yeah, if it's just comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just been a, a comedian that I to my recollection. But yeah, I didn't think of the aspect of yeah, there's so many more comics there and so many more like the number of shows in like a square kilometer versus here yeah like us to get to another good gig and not just some really small one that's why we do a lot of these smaller ones because it's like but even that that distance we go to a small one is like the distance they go to another big city for a a comedy club and another and another another so you can do like a tour that's actually a tour of clubs Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah and not just like and then a bunch of random bars in the middle of nowhere and that's just exactly that's just the nature of it yeah 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 oh wow so um when where because you're from thunder bay right yes originally yeah and when did you like how long a how long have you been doing comedy and b when did you know that that's what you wanted to do uh well when i was younger i wanted to like write and direct movies the insane amount of movie <laughs> posters and everything around and then like that dream was even like being from thunder bay going into entertainment was like not as like a pipe dream like it already is a tough industry regardless but like there's no scene there or anything like that so like one like the college had a film program and everything like that but i was like i want to go to hollywood or even Toronto where like actual films are films and everything like mm. that. And so I was thinking about going to film school. And then I was like getting really into com- stand-up comedy and like buying stand-up comedy albums and stuff like that and just getting into it. And then just like performing more at my high school for different events and stuff like that, that I was like, Oh, I'm going to try stand-up. And then I got really into that. And then I was like seeing a lot of like comedians I liked or different people in the arts starting something and then go into writing or go into film, or stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I'll go into stand-up, and then use that, do that for a few years, and then break into writing and trying to get into film and everything. And then obviously stand-up is a obsession and a full-time thing. So starting it, I like found Humber College in Toronto, because being from Thunder Bay, I was like, couldn't just move. I could have just moved to Toronto, but I was like 19, and I needed like a base of something so i found mm-hmm. humber comedy program and stayed in residence moved when i was 19 and then been doing it ever since just in toronto so that was when i was 
2005, 2006. Uh, I wouldn't really say those first few years. Like I was doing it, but I was doing like open mics and like just random things and shows right. to the school. And then, but that's how long I've been like doing it, like okay. on a stage in Toronto and then lived in Toronto all the way until, yeah, 2020. So a good, like wow. almost 15 years there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm always fascinated when, because I started late in life. I, I'd wanted to do it since, since I was like 15, but um was afraid and other, and other things so I, I didn't do it till much 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 later um and I'm always fascinated when people do it like started in like their late either their teens late teens early 20s um because I'm just thinking like in comparison like by the time I started I had a whole a whole I you know I had a whole bunch of life experiences like I was grown I, I I had my own opinions I knew who I was as a person and I had a lot of material to draw on um like how do you do that at when like 19 yeah, yeah. yeah how do you do like how like how does that happen like because not only are you trying to grow as a comedian you're also still growing as a person and the you don't have all the life experience you know to say well this happened to me yesterday like i know and that how was does like that a, work <laughs> that was like a a big awakening that you either listen to or you go like fuck that audience or fuck those people when i was doing like a legion show in the middle of nowhere when i was like 20 and like with jokes that worked in the city and like i was getting a bit of a name not name but like getting myself going and like yeah. yeah yeah at shows at least like oh Knuff's kind of funny or this you know toss him on like he's and then just like just nothing these old like these old people like who, who the? and then like someone <laughs> I was working with I'm like oh this show sucks and then they go up and they kill and it's an older headliner and I'm just like fuck this people and then I'm just like or do like 50 year old people not want to fucking hear a 20 year old what they think about the world <laughs> it's like you, know you I, don't know shit <laughs> yeah yeah and i get it it's like, you know what i mean and so it's like and now i get to go and hate them for a different reason like i'm just like oh, <laughs> you know i'm right now no, no, but like, I, I i i think about that a lot because i know a handful of comedians that did what you did where they started later in life of like actually had a life experience and then i know a lot of people that started really young and i go like what's better because like yeah I got really good at being on stage and I got very comfortable at that but I didn't have a voice in life so my stand-up voice kept constantly bouncing around whereas in if I had lived some life first and then I started would that have been easier to get to mm. faster like my comedic voice because I already understood myself a bit more yeah. But like, yeah, it was like trying to be two different people at once yeah, and grow both those things. Yeah. And yeah. it just kept like sometimes would go really well and sometimes would just demolish my life. And like and then I'm happy for that in some reasons, because I'm like my drinking and my drug use got so out of control so quickly that it I had to correct it. And I'm like, oh, if I didn't do this in life and I just would have like 
micromanaged my addictions and kept going like this is fine the amount that I'm drinking and everything because mm -hmm. I'm doing my job or this and that where it was like yeah it's a roller coaster of like trying to figure out life and trying to figure out this and I almost ruined both oh, my okay. stand-up career and my life because I wasn't focusing on the right things in either one and then it was just like well this is so like I wish I didn't like so many times I would like, I wish I didn't spend so much time doing stand-up. Mm. Like in my late twenties when I was like really understanding, like I have a problem, but it was still drinking and doing a ton of blow. But I was like, this isn't good. Mm. Like that voice in the head, back of my head kept getting louder of like, you got to stop or this is going to end really, really yeah. bad. Like, and I'm oh, like, yeah. why have I done so much? And then I like, there was only two people to talk to was like friends who didn't go that route and went and got jobs and working on like a bunch of them were getting married at that point and like getting homes and stuff like that and so like and or a bunch of stand-up people who were battling their and the same yeah, battling their own demons and yeah so the same it was like, boat. yeah yeah so it's like these people couldn't relate at all because they're like what and then these people i'm like i don't want to relate so much in this way and now i find a lot of comedians are getting sober and bettering themselves yeah but that that was like seven years ago seven years ago when coke was just running rampant through the stand-up scene in toronto and it was just like and again i'm like this weird thing of like i'm thankful i started doing a lot of coke because it put a magnifying glass on my drinking it made me go like whoa this is out of control like wow yeah so and then that in a weird way it was like oh there's a bunch of life experience <laughs> yeah and, and, now, and unique yeah yeah and now i'm finding i'm actually starting to find my stand-up voice like when i put out my first album that i recorded at the end of 2019 and i put it out during the pandemic i'm proud of those jokes because that was me starting to find out that real stuff about myself and turn it into material and not just jokes that are funny. Like for the first like eight years of my life, like, I wrote maybe like three honest jokes, but they were all just weird conceptual stuff. And it was okay. working and audience liked me, but there was no connection to it, except when I would write that honest stuff, but I was so scared of it because I was still drinking and trying to figure myself out that it was like, oh, I'm gonna stay away from that. Mm. But I'm like, no, that's the good. Yeah, that's, that's the, the stuff. stuff. But yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, but I couldn't handle it in my regular life. So how could I turn it into material? And I was just yeah, especially if you were still in it. Especially if you were still in it, like yeah, that would have been like impossible. Yeah, it was like then the ups and downs were really up and really down. And so it was like, whoa, this has got a. So then I started getting sober, started writing more stuff about that. Finally, after a year of being sober, and then I was like, okay, this. I'm, it feels like I'm starting stand-up again, but with a point of view, like about yes. myself. Yes. Which then yeah. I can have a point of view about other things because I've done, gone through some stuff. Like, because yeah. when you start when you're 19, I think, or not just 19, any age like that, you're very much regurgitating your favorite people, but mm -hmm. through your own experiences, but just them. Right. Like, right. And that's fine. We all start like that. Yeah. You got to get out of that. Like, exactly. if you don't get out of that, you can find success, but then it's kind of just like soulless. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Because I know for myself, when I first started, because comics that are, I'd say most comics that are my age have been doing it for 20, 30 years, ages. And I've only been doing it a little over three. And I know when I started, yeah, I was emulating other comics that I liked, um, like their style and everything like that. And, but but I think because I was older, had you know had had a whole bunch of life experience. I I found my voice pretty quickly. You know, um, I think you're frozen. Hold on. Oh. Okay, there you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we froze for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, no, this is so good. Uh, you said uh, you were. Uh kind of doing and then it froze at but then because you had life experience and then it froze oh okay because so I was saying that um when I first started I was emulating like comics that I liked and that I admired like their style and stuff like that but because I had lived a whole a whole life I had a whole lot of life experiences and I knew myself I think I found my voice pretty quickly I was about it, to say you yeah. got out of that stage a lot faster. Yeah, I got out of that stage really quickly because it was like, oh yeah, I've got, I've got, you know, any you could throw practically any topic at me, and I have an experience. I've experienced it in some way, sort of thing. Exactly. I, you know, my phase of that took like five or six years. Yeah, and stop. mine maybe took like a year. Just yeah, like getting just used like to the performance aspect of it, which I'm still adjusting to. Um, and what I have, um, and something I still struggle with, cause I still have, I have lots of ideas, but I don't have the skill set yet to translate them into bits, you know? Gotcha. I yeah. Whereas in, that's why I'm happy that I did it so young. Cause now that I'm like, have the experience that I want to put into jokes, I have all that time wasn't wasted. It yeah. was getting really comfortable on stage yes. and good at being able to take those risks on stage and now i'm taking them with more honest things which is scary again which is fun yeah because i was getting kind of comfortable and like mm -hmm. like oh yeah not and like a little cocky almost of like yeah i know there's words there's that i'm like but i want to be scared again i want to yeah. like does this work and not in a way of like what you're still working on of like does the structure of this work and you'll find that over the next year mm -hmm. and stuff so that you'll get to that point but now i'm just like is this too much for me and them right now like okay. there's different bits i've been starting to do now where i'm like ah this is i don't even know <laughs> if i'm ready for this because i don't <laughs> i'm not being as honest with it in my life yet either because i'm jumping the gun because i'm like oh i'm so honest with my sobriety and stuff about relationships i think i can get to these points but i'm like oh i'm not yeah not yet <laughs> yeah but then it's a lot of fun figuring it out with the audience right now because i have a years of experience to lean back on they don't they don't go what are we watching they're yeah. going like what are we watching yeah like, yeah it's, yeah it's a bit of excitement i'm just like this is well, let's see how this plays out yeah 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 <laughs> and then when it's like okay i've taken them too far in these weird ways and me too it's like okay reach out of the tickle trunk grab something good put it on and here we go so yeah. they don't feel like like that way i would have if i would have just been doing that at from the get-go i'm just like what are we watching they're like what are we watching oh okay and that was really good like, <laughs> exactly. like you've seen me do that a lot probably yes yeah like like get them and, and have a weird middle of just like what is he and then at the end like eh, yeah yeah, <laughs> <Ta -da! laughs> yeah. 
It's like, I feel like I'm sometimes like leading like an old, like, like horse-drawn carriage and the audience is in the back and we're going around like a, a curve on a, on a and really like, tight hill. And they're like, <laughs> what? And then I'm like, don't worry, we're fine. And they're like, stop looking at us. Look at the road. And I'm like, I got yeah, it. I got this. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then like I turn the corner and I'm like, anyone want some tea? And they're like, oh, this guy's, we, we were fine the whole time. Exactly. Because um, I'm sure that you've done this, that um, there were, because which, which joke can I tell you that this happened with me? Even before I started, I think you know my kidnapping routine, my yep, kidnapping yep. bit. That I had swimming in my head for at least 20 years. So just swimming in my head and I was like, I don't even know what to do with it. Cause I wasn't doing comedy at the time. Um, and then I think I attempted it about six months in and it worked and everything. But like, when I listened back, I'm like, cause it was too, like, I it was too wordy. It was too wordy. Oh, and, trust me. I yeah, know it was that. just too wordy. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? But I've gone back and I've done that with with th that bit in particular, but with other ones that are that I that I wrote years ago. And I was like, okay, I was at like this skill level when I wrote that, and that that was all I could do with it at that point. It's like I've gotten better, I can do more with it. So I've been going back and like tightening things up and doing it. Um, so like that kidnapping joke is one that was in my head. It's been in my head for like 20 years, like some have, version of it. And it's only now that I'm like, okay, I got it where I right. Well, for now I've got it where I want it, but I'm sure if I listen to it, if I listen to the joke, like if I say from a set from last week, and then I listen to it again, six months from now, it's going to be different again. I would have found yeah. something else to, to twist like does that do you find yourself oh, yeah. going back to older stuff uh yeah because exactly that because it was kind of like that experience i was talking about of like being at some legion and a bunch of people like you know 20 year old or whatever but then i'm like but this is kind of funny mm -hmm. you know what i mean it has the seeds but it's not a tree yet so i gotta just put it in the backyard and water it but in a way of like not watering it because you'll see comics do this a lot. And I would do it sometimes. I would start with certain bits of like knowing there's something there, but just hammering too hard at it repeatedly the same way at every show because they know it. it's something it's got, there. It's, they, yeah, there's something there. And, I just and can't it got figure it out yet. The first time because they were trying to present it and figured out the, the spark. But then they're just just trying that spark every time and not actually using the spark to create some energy to create something else. So there's been some that I, I'm like, I got to shelve that. I'm not experienced enough. Yes. And I think I heard a comedian, I can't remember who it was, semi-famous or something, where it was talking about certain subject matters where it's like, it's like a kid with a gun. Like a gun, you can't, a kid with a gun, they don't know what they're doing. It yeah. has to be someone who is trained to properly use this thing. Those certain jokes yeah. are that, or guns. Yeah, and, and knows how to knows knows how volatile it is. 
exactly and, and knows can, the danger can, it can do yes, and yes. the precision that if it's used properly exactly what it can do but when people don't know what they're doing with it and i take that i took that to heart i was like oh that's a good point like yeah that is a good point i'm, I'm gonna i'm i'm this person this who am i what am i talking about how is it going to be perceived and am i ready to tackle this confidently enough that if someone is gonna yeah hey no i can go nope yeah. I've said my point. And so there's been a bunch of different jokes about heavy stuff that exactly what kind of what you're talking about of like, I've had jokes because I've had depression and suicidal thoughts for such a long time that I've had some dark suicidal jokes. And I'm like, where do I put this? Where do I present it to not make people who might also be suicidal or have someone who committed suicide or any of that? If even if they were to hear that, be like, I, I don't like that, but okay, that he's wants to say something with yeah. it rather than just eh. yeah like yeah. it's like no no no, this is a little eh, but it's a little eh. think about that yeah and also seconds. the fact that it's because i find it crazy when someone is challenging you on your own experience like saying it's not like that and it's like no that's what it was like for me you know what i, I mean so and i find that and that's something i've only just started to understand recently where i'm like like why are you challenging it's my experience you don't someone writes a book about this or a, a drama does this you're fine with it but that's it it's those people are taking it in that person's mind more seriously but how you and i and comedians and people who like comedians that talk about these kind of things is that's how they deal with the serious things yeah. and that's the thing that i'm only just realizing now because i for the longest time i even had a joke about it not that i ever had i don't have any rape jokes but there was like in the, I remember, because different things, different topics become taboo in different times. Yes. Yes. And so like in like 2015-ish or whatever, like sexual assault jokes were like being, that was what was being under the spotlight right away. And like, I didn't have any, you know what I mean? But as someone who's like a comedian should be able to talk about whatever they want. And even I've changed my tune on that a bit, you know what I mean? As I've just matured and aged about different things or whatever right. but at that time i was very much like if someone wants to talk about these things and then they have a funny joke about it or especially if someone's had this happen to them and they've written a joke about it they should be allowed to because then my thing was like law and order svu every week gets to sensationalize these stories and sell mm -hmm. tote bags on law and order website and it's right. not going to people but yeah, it's, not, yeah it's not going to rape crisis centers or anything exactly like and like sometimes they do things for that but the majority of when you're buying a law and order mug is going to the network <laughs> exactly so it's like this person telling it of their experience at an open mic and getting maybe a drink ticket or nothing and they want to be honest about themselves like screw yeah. you why can you take the drama not the comedy but then it's right. taking me time to for people to realize like oh people see a show like law and order svu and seeing it normalize that this shit is not normalized right but normalized like this happens it all happens. the fucking time yeah. we it's not as rare as we think more. it is yeah exactly yeah. so they see that as like a step forward and then they see a joke as a step back so mm -hmm. i was like okay my tune on that has changed of like people can see something dramatized and be okay with it because they see people in their mind taking it seriously where you and i see comedy taking it seriously yeah 
but yeah. someone doesn't disconnect and they just go because oh. they're laughing because the point of saying it is is a laugh at the end of it and it's like you can't laugh at sexual assault you can't laugh at racism you can't yeah. you shouldn't be laughing at at, at suicide at yeah this yeah. and that it's like no but it's yeah we're not you... laughing yeah it's, I'm owning it. I'm taking mm. it. And it's being like, you can't just make me feel shitty. This thing. Yeah. I'm going to laugh in your face. These yeah. things like. And we're, we're yeah, also like exposing the, the absurdity of it, you know, or exactly. we're, we're making we're like, however we do it, we're like exposing the underbelly and saying, look how, look how hideous this is. This is yeah. happening. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. It ha it's happened to this person. Look how hideous it is, but we're gonna. And that's why, like, do my something jokes with it, yeah. About suicide and mental health or whatever, I'm like, let's talk about this more. So mm -hmm. we're not we're not just talking about suicides all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Are constantly there's happening. a point to why I'm why I'm saying it. Yeah, because I always think the... of of like, uh, say, in medieval times, the court jester, which yeah. is what we are. Is that the court jester was someone who had to deliver terrible news to the, yeah, to like, the king just three beheadings and this person did this and this and that and he's got to be like get me the bell hatch like, <laughs> exactly like, and i gotta tell this horrible shit that's gonna piss off the king but tell it in a way that he's not gonna order my execution yeah right out you but, know midway through my my announcements you know? yeah but then i do find though there are a lot of comedians who do like to do that and just say the offensive things yes. just for that point. For and it's value, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it gives just offensive then, just to be offensive. Yeah. So it gives these people who complain a little more validity in their complaints. Cause like, you're like, you, they show you the thing that the person said, you're like, yeah, that is just almost basically hate speech. Yeah. Like, yeah. like masks as comedy or this podcast mm -hmm. is just three dudes talking about sexual assault as if it's like the good old days yeah <laughs> but masking it as uh satire where am i where was the satire you know There's what i no mean satire like, here. Exactly. yeah so it's like uh it's that, and then it's just like this noise that it's just this constant thing of like you just gotta kind of like tune it out and just do mm -hmm. your do your stuff like right kind of right because that is an endless just drain of love arguing over that mm -hmm. constantly. Because I find both, if the people extremes on both end are super annoying. The people who are like, you can't talk about this PC comedy, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You're not thinking about people. And then the people on this end of like, I can say whatever the fuck yeah, I want, whatever too, I yeah. want all the time. And it's like both of you just... Yeah, shut, shut up, up so that everyone in here can just do what like yeah. have fun shows like right because my like my perspective on that is like i i'm like yeah you can say whatever you want on stage you also have to be be prepared for like the consequences of saying whatever you want on stage like there is some responsibility yeah that that if you're going to go up and say these heinous horrible things that don't have a point you know they're 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 Will probably be consequences to it and it is you have that to be weird... you have to deal with that yeah yeah it is this weird thing where and again it's because both super loud annoying voices are the loudest being heard yeah that it's super annoying because it's like 
these people were here, like, free speech, this and that. And these people are like, yeah, they do want to cancel people and make them not be able to have a job. Speech at so, all, yeah. So that is annoying. But then some people are like, no, they're just also doing their free speech of letting you know the thing you said fucking sucks. Yes, yes. And, that, and that's fine. But that's- now it's gone to another level that now audience members feel, I don't like that joke, I'm going to punch him. You know what, I mean? what happened to me the other night? <laughs> I didn't get punched, but this guy was like walking around the back of the show, like yelling at the show, not even paying attention. So he wasn't even like, you couldn't even engage this heckler because he was just bomb, like walking by to be like, bah, bah, bah. and then finally I was just like, fuck this guy. And then he like pulled up a chair and right in the front row and no one was policing the room so this guy sat a foot away from me to just try to intimidate me the whole time and i was just like this is like then i just was like the odd like people's mental state of just like i'm gonna yell at this performance that a bunch of people are trying to watch yeah yeah make it all about me me, (laughs) this person's gonna tell me hey what you're doing is kind of shitty please stop Go away back to your pool table, which is already interrupting the show. We're watching the show. Oh, you told me that I was being a dick. And I was just like, what is people's like deal with that? I know. And I find that people, not obviously not not everyone, but I find like when there's when there's a conflict like that, that people are hearing, but they're not listening. You know, so they'll hear a word, they'll hear suicide or rape or some racism, and then everything shuts off and they're mad. They're not, they're not even, they don't realize that they're at a comedy show and they're not even giving the, the performer the benefit of the doubt that they're a skilled artist, that there's a point to what they're about to say. It's a weird you know? thing. Yeah. And I think it's something that like, People are always trying to be like, oh, people don't consider stand-up an art, so they're not taking it seriously, so they think they can fight people, this and that. I'm like, I I don't think it's that people aren't, it's just this weird thing about us as a species, someone's talk, it's a different thing than everything else. Like a movie or a play, your brain- Or dancing, yeah. Or dancing, anything like that, your brain can take it in more of like, that was a fucked up thing that, that just happened on the screen. It's a movie. I don't like it. Okay, I'll go tweet about it later or something like that. But one individual talking, it's like people go back into their like, like, like what is happening? Yeah, this person is aggressive to me, but it's not aggressive. But it's a, a word or thing I don't like. It's like a like it's like they're a dog hearing a vacuum on. Like oh, you said <laughs> that word. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's animalistic and, and that's why I think people can't separate it because it's just this weird and we're getting more and more our views are right. People can live in their bubble more and more so that when they are out in public at a thing where yeah, it's like, they, they, they can't handle it. They can't deal yeah. with other people having opinions and that differ, yeah. you know, that it's like, no, you have them. to be like me. You have to think like me and talk like me and look like me. And it's like, no. It's a whole yeah. world out there. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's so, it's a, like, that's why I love that I've been doing it so long because like, for that reason of just like being able to sometimes look at a set as like an experiment and not even as comedy of just mm-hmm. as like how people react. Yeah. And when there's like a show, like the show I was doing the other week where it was like, these two tables are lovely people. 
this group of people don't realize they're at a show. <laughs> this group of people is actively trying to ruin the show. This girl is so drunk that she's a little bit of everything. <laughs> she's like, yeah, then talking like she's not at the show, then heckling, then back to, ah, and I'm just like, ping pong around <laughs> and then this guy comes and sits a foot away from me and then my brain has to perform a joke watch these people that want to be there mm-hmm. calculate the things behind me that i'm gonna have to hit the guy with in the order yes. if he does attack me because there's <laughs> exactly. no security nobody's no there yeah. in the room and i'm just like this is wild like oh, yeah. this is oh, like what yeah. <laughs> I know because they're they're like as you were saying that it's like oh my god it's true like we're not just up there with okay I gotta remember my set and the order of the jokes and this we're scanning everything like for the different groups of people you know I know for myself sometimes a lot of times I'm walking into a place and I'm like I'm the only woman I'm the only person of color I'm like, are like, are they are they gonna burn burn crosses outside the thing? You're like, what's going in yeah. so many more things that my list is literally like age, mm-hmm. like age of the people. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, because most of the time I'm performing in Ontario, very white audience the majority of the time. So mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, is this an older group? Is this a younger group? Yeah. Are they super drunk? You know what I mean? Those are my checklists. So your checklist yeah. is just like, oh, let me unroll. Exactly. I'm like, here's my checklist. Because I know the biggest thing is like, most of the time, I'm the only woman. Um, I've been on shows with you where that's the yeah, case. Yeah. I'm the only woman. A lot of times, I'm the only person of color. Yep. In the room. <laughs> just yeah, on the yeah, line. Yeah, in the, yeah, or in the county. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yep, on the show. And then you're like, no, Bobby. Everywhere. <laughs> so I'm thinking of things like that because there are people in this world, not just in like small towns, but there are people in this world that if you're a woman, they don't want to hear what you have to say. Smoke break. I've yeah. literally heard guys yeah. get up. It's like, fine, go for your smoke break. But when you audibly say that, yeah, you're letting everyone know that's yes. what you think of this performer yeah. because of all you know it's like they haven't even told two jokes and they bombed they and got, got up on the stage break. yeah because <laughs> yeah, then i'm like yeah fine they, they, you, you didn't like their two jokes and you're like oh that's smoke break comedian but they'll literally just see or hear the name yeah and they're like I- the i'm out of here because i've woman. seen it i've yeah, seen it i've seen happen. this happen too I've worked with women yeah. who I, bear, have buried me and the people and even on the show have done better than me will come up, walk by us at the end of the show. Like, you were great, man. And then nothing to her. And I'm like, she did better. That, that's insane. Like yeah. that like, happened to me in um I won't say well, the last place we were Yeah, out. you don't want to say in case someone is Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I didn't do bad. Like, <laughs> I think you were headlining. (laughs) You you were you were headlining uh, that that particular show, and it was the end. And like most, the majority of people were lovely, and we were in the green room. And And I remember, yeah, there were a lot of people being very like coming up to all of us and being Mm -hmm. like, yeah. But then there were some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there was a couple who 
we were sitting, I was sitting on one end of the table. You were sitting on the other end of the table. People came up, stood right in front of me and oh, talked yeah. to you. I was just like, yeah. I and they were like, you were so like... great. You were so great. And the woman did this to me. She did this and kept talking. I'm like, I was the freaking host. I was yeah, there yeah, the yeah. whole fucking night. And you yeah. can't even say, and it's hey. it's not like you bombed. You know what I mean? Because like, I get it if you just like ate shit the whole time and they were just like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. But even still, I find nice people, even if someone bombs, they'll still go like, oh, you were, you were all You were good great. too. Yeah. You were good too. It's a little like, oh, don't say anything, but you're glad that they acknowledged you. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? But when people do that, you're just like, I remember just feeling so like, oh, because I don't know how to be like, they're being nice, but also rude. So I'm like, yeah. They're being nice to you. Yeah. Yeah. So like those people, I don't want to do the usual, like, oh, thank you so much. Thanks for coming out. I'm just like, cool thing. Like you're you're being and I was just like staring at them like it's okay. It's just they they think like as if I'm not with you right now still. (laughs) Because we were sitting at the same table. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like (laughs) I like her more than you two. (laughs) Like what? Oh, well, they complimented you. See you later, Simone. Like, <laughs> fucking, that is like the weirdest thing, too, it's, though. Like, happens. fortunately, it doesn't happen a lot, but it happens. But it happens, it happens frequently. It ha- yeah, like the last time was last week. Um, I'm in the green room. I had a great set. Like, the whole show was good. I had a, I had a, I had a great set. I was happy with my set. Um, and the headliner and I are just talking in the green room. This random guy comes into the green room, looks me in my face, and then turns to the headliner. Oh man, you were the best. You were so funny. Thank you so much. And then walks out, looks <laughs> me in my face. Wasn't even like, oh, you were, you were, you were great too. Or hey, didn't even acknowledge me. Just looked me in my face, and then was like, you, you were the shit. Oh man, you were killing us. No, 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 no. And then walked out, and I was yeah. like okay i'm invisible yeah it's a weird thing because most people will come in and be like great show everyone and then tell the person that they wanted to maybe like yeah really be like oh or if they notice you 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 too you were great too like thank you or something yeah it's like oh yeah or like someone as they're leaving like everybody thank you so much yes you know what i mean you're like yeah but like yeah yeah, when someone does that thing you're just like because it's it to me at least it feels deliberate it's like yeah, yeah you know you it's right not that me. you don't know who i am because i'm the only one that looks like me in the room yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> i'm the only one of what you're trying to avoid in the room yeah, like, and like i'm right here and so gonna act like i'm like i'm not there but yeah i've seen i've seen men just like laughing throughout the show and then i'm walking up and they're like oh fuck yeah like this you know it's such a and, weird yeah well it's not a weird i understand it but it is just such a like okay mm. well you know what i mean like, that's, that's fine <laughs> i remember but in I, my 20s i think late 20s early 30s when i was living in montreal and i went to uh, one of the one of the bars i used to go to does did comedy nights and it was be i wasn't doing comedy at the time and this particular night it was just a small group of people i was at a table with like my sister and some friends and I can't remember any of the comics now, but we were having a great time. We were dying of laughter. And a, one of the comics was a woman. And I remember that the 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 host said that, you know, she's Francophone, but she she does it in both languages. 
English and French, and this was an English show. And I remember being impressed by that because it's like, that's not, I, I can do six minutes in French and it exhausts me. I need a nap for four days. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, it's not easy to do it in both languages. Oh well, yeah. Cause there's differences to the styles of comedy and there's differences exactly. to like the so many things that I, when and, people can do that, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, like I yeah. just have like, when I've done it in French, it's like my simplest jokes that can be translated easily because not every joke can be translated. I can kind of yeah. read French that stuff from my grade school and <laughs> high school days uh but can't speak it at oh yeah like, like i can't perform at the level that i'm at now in french i can't no. like it's just it's yeah. difficult so so this was part of her intro that she performs like all these shows in both languages and i was like wow that's cool she got up on the stage and before she even said a word she just barely got to the mic and this would have been like the late 90s late 90s yeah, late 90s. This man, who at the time probably was in his 40s or something, pulls out a newspaper and like has the newspaper open. And like that he's going to start reading. And so she called him out on it. And she's like, uh, excuse me. He ignored her. She's like, you know, that's rude. You didn't do this to any of the men. And he's just like, and then he got annoyed because she dared to talk to him. He folds up his newspaper and walked out. And then came back in after she was done. And luckily, the it was either the host or another comic called him out on that. Like, you piece of shit. Like, yeah. And then we were, like, heckling him at the same time. It's, it's one of those things that's, <sighs> like, there almost again. Like, the extremes of the people. Like, there's the people who are, like, hear a word and get triggered and can't let you even finish your point or whatever these people again are the extremes on the other end where it's like comedy to me is guys telling it like it is so like God, you can it be, can't be another perspective <laughs> exactly so like <laughs> they're almost mad at you for coming in and the same way people are mad that you're taking this subject matter that's really personal to them and making jokes out of it they're like how dare you come in here and try to tell jokes this isn't for you this is what comedy is for me and so i'm and most people most asshole guys like that will just keep it to themselves mm -hmm. and just like not laugh and do the arm crossing thing but yeah. like some asshole guys are like i gotta let you know yeah i gotta tell you that you being here on the stage is bad so i'm yeah. gonna like and it's like oh, yeah what like that's... some comics do that to me too so it's not I... just audience <laughs> yeah and it's just one of those things where it's like i that petty infighting is so because I've <laughs> been part of like three kind of comedy communities because Thunder Bay did start to have one and I would mm -hmm. go back every once in a while from Toronto every year and visit family and do shows there so I was a little bit in that one in Toronto and then in Ottawa and just seeing that inner like fighting yeah. shit and just opinions about people when it's not based on anything like that guy owes me a thousand dollars or something you know what i mean <laughs> that's like, a different story it's like, like, no, don't work for that booker he doesn't pay yeah, he doesn't pay like, you know or, or like she like yeah is like yeah. Oh, does not do what she says she's gonna do at the show and everything like that like that's legitimate infighting but when it's just like and then like the <laughs> so funny and as someone who tries to like who like most people or see a good part of people and and can do it like i've managed to actually and like some people and got where i used to when someone would say like oh i hate that person i wouldn't say i'm friends with them 
I wouldn't join in the the the, in the, the dog pile of <laughs> yeah. bashing, but I would but I would say nothing, and then I wouldn't go tell that person infighting or whatever because I'm just like oh yeah those people don't like each other I'm yeah. friends with them and uh, this and that but now I just kind of go like yeah I'm I don't care like I like <laughs> that I, I work with that person or like that's fine that you hate them but also yeah. it, it better be fine that I don't because mm-hmm. that's what I found is like some people like want you to hate the same people that they hate for their petty reasons right. where it's like you can hate them yeah don't know I don't have the same petty issue with that person so exactly. i'm fine with them yeah sing kumbaya and hold hands together <laughs> but you should be adult enough to let me be friendly with that person without yeah. you taking it as a weird slight or you being like oh you don't know them or I'm like okay or maybe i'm not putting them in the box of them offending you that two times that you've labeled that that's their whole existence like and I've only been able to do that because I used to do that to people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that guy said that at that open mic. Piece of shit forever. Like, it's a dumb way to go through life. Oh, yeah. It's exhausting, too. Like, that's too much. That's too I much forget, energy. I forgot. It's a thing I'm trying to work on as a bit or whatever, but drunk grudges that only happen when I was drunk. And so I don't know. Yeah. So now (laughs) I literally said hi to people in Toronto. I'm like, oh hey, and they kind of look at me like, why the fuck are you being nice to me? And I'm just like, oh, did I? Are you a drunk brush that I don't like me, but not at all, but in my mind, totally did when I was drunk. And whenever I was in that mode, like I'm a sleeper cell agent, like hit the certain amount of shots, line of coke. Brad's an asshole. Like you know, like. (laughs) <laughs> but when I'm not at that level, I forget what they yeah, did. Yeah, they're like, oh, friend's nothing. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the thing they did to me that slighted me was probably like, hey, man, you're being a bit of a fucking drunk asshole right now. And I'm like, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> oh, it's so oh, funny. Yeah. So watching it now, like, and then when I first got sober, I tried to help people. And be like, no, this person's not. You didn't see it. You from just there. don't know them. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know their like, heart. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, oh, this isn't helping anyone. I can just be friends with who I want to, and if yeah, people want to exactly. hate people, yeah, cool or whatever. Yeah. It's when people start spreading shit about people and yeah. stuff like that that you're like, that's, not cool. that's when you're kind of like, did that happen to you? Do you know that? Is that exactly. a thing? Do you know the other side? Maybe, maybe think that. But shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Spreading stuff about people is not a is not a good look. Yeah, and anything, and it's like it's not that. Oh, you don't have to like everyone. It, you don't have to like everyone. Um, no. but I think there has to be like uh like a basic level of respect. Like you just just treat people differently. Like don't. Yeah. You know, and then or, once you've like once you've gotten close enough with someone, you can have those bitch fests and you know it's not spreading something about yes, someone. Yes. It's just like, I need to, like, you and I know yeah. each other long enough that on some road gigs, you and I had some hearts to hearts, but also while we're saying it, we're like, look, I don't hate this yeah. person. Or yeah, this I don't is want between us. This. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, I'm not like, going to go tell so-and-so what you said about them. <laughs> having it at, you're not saying it at a smoke break with three comedians around exactly people that you barely even know anyways 
it's yeah. someone where you're like, we're not being comedians right now. We're being friends right yeah. now who happen to be talking about our comedian stuff. Like, yes. yes. Because yes. I'll, I'll dish with the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I like, can dish. I, will, I can dish. Yeah. I will dish and dish with the best. <laughs> but like, it's the... It's the pettiness and the mm. spreading and the and wanting I find people that that is more hurtful. That. That's I find that that's more hurtful than oh so and so doesn't like you or so and so doesn't like me. Okay, that's fine, but so and so is doing these things like trying to undermine you and spreading yeah. shit about you. That's 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 the part that that's when you're like okay yeah. come and talk to me then. yeah come and talk to me but of course like not. <laughs> we can just be live in, in separate circles see each other at shows and be fine or but if mm-hmm. you're gonna say that okay like, yeah. like your joke fuck around and find out yeah like, <laughs> exactly that, like, let's go okay, let's go let's go like, yeah you want to say this in this public forum i will love to because yeah, you're exactly. spreading bullshit yeah. and i will yeah, spreading bullshit piece. to everyone but you won't say it to the person to me yeah, yeah to everybody like, but the person involved and that's such a bitch bitch but move. then it's also like it's bitch move but the other side of it's super hard having to approach someone when you have a problem with them oh, yeah man, yeah i, I want i want to be this person but i can't right now because it's hard uh. <laughs> and the thing is it's like i i i find that like <laughs> you 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 choose the hill to die on you know what I yes. mean? And it's like, if something, if something about someone, I'm not just talking about comedy I mean, in general, if something yeah. somebody says or does really piss me off or bothers me, I will go to them and say, Hey, when you said this, or when you did that, that hurt my feelings, but I would go to that person. I'm not going to do some vague post on Facebook yeah. or, or record a video or do something very passive aggressive you know i'll tell you directly and the thing and if it's something that oh it's just it's just annoying but it's not a big deal i'll leave it i'll I'll leave it yeah but then i'll also stock that in like my yes i'll have it like yeah i'll have it filed away that i see (laughs) exactly exactly one more fuck up and i'm gonna unleash it on you like this let that one go but you do it again man i'm gonna fuck you up like this i'm coming for you you know i will cut you oh oh my goodness (laughs) yeah so i wanted to ask as well so we talked about how you got into comedy and then we went all over the place for that yeah um so you moved here during the pandemic. So how, yeah. like a lot of people pivoted to to Zoom. Some people stopped performing altogether. Um, some went in different directions, like podcasts or acting or other other art forms. Like, how did you get through the the pandemic? Uh, well, uh, Andre and puppetry. Like, ah. I got a lot better at it because I was only kind of like dabbling in it a bit before the pandemic done a few shows with him figuring out his voice not his voice I got that down pretty quick but like his comedic voice and like what to do with him and his point of view and then over the pandemic I didn't really want to do zoom shows because I was like dealing with other stuff like everyone was you know what I mean and I wasn't like writing anything that I felt was funny i was writing different weird stuff or working on andre stuff but in a way i didn't want to show anyone yet because that's how i was doing it at first and i wasn't it wasn't clicking 
So I just needed to be alone with this puppet and just talk to him and my girlfriend. There were days during the pandemic on some days when we couldn't go outside that she, like Andre and her would talk and like not me and her. Cause like we'd be having a fight about something <laughs> stupid. And then Andre's like, man, this guy's a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like without talking about it and sounding too crazy, it like helped me through a lot because it like brought back that childlike curiosity about comedy and like what finding funny about like puns and just mistaking things yeah. and like looking at things from just like an innocent point of view of like right. maybe it's not bad maybe it's good like and then, like, <laughs> and then that point of view has turned into some of his reoccurring bits of like hearing human sayings and then putting them on their yeah. head and twisting it and it's just like like but it wasn't anything i was presenting to anyone and then moving to ottawa and starting to do like we needed my girlfriend and i were like erica and i were like we need we need to do, have work because we're gonna go crazy and like i was watching some other comedians like mental health just deteriorate and mine was and it was yeah. like we gotta work like not just for money but just for something so we got jobs in fields that were like essential so she was working at like a hearing aid clinic and I was doing construction outside. It was nuts in the winter, putting up siding. And I was just like, what is my life? But at the same time, it helped then start writing jokes again because it put me back into my position when I first started doing comedy where I had nothing. Like mm -hmm. it was like, it was like really upsetting for the longest time because I just started doing comedy and acting full time in like 2019 i was like things are looking up yeah. for Bobby. <laughs> and they er, screeched to yeah, wild. <laughs> I, had a car I had a voice in a cartoon i had a consistent voice ad and stand-up was going really well and then like the pandemic hit that cartoon didn't make it into a second season mm. the consistent voice thing i had they were like we're going in a different direction and stand-up live performance was gone and i was just oh. like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like putting up siding in December in Ottawa and I'm just like what learning how to use nail guns and different <laughs> temperatures of I mean, this will explode if you put it out of this and I'm just like <laughs> my life and then it just like what then it just like like a lot of dark times and like a lot of like breakdowns and like mornings of just like what the fuck but then those times when something would like hit comedically and I just start bare, like belly laughing in the dry on the car or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is like when you first started. You had nothing in stand up. You didn't even know if you could do it. You know you can do it. Mm -hmm. So, and then putting kind of like the the seedlings for like to do more Andre live stuff. So in Toronto, I'd only done like uh, one big show, but it was at a clown festival, and Andre hosted like kind of like what it is now but like a weird talk show and there was like a mission from outer space that he had come to help humans and there was a lot of theater to it okay and it was still it was close to what i wanted with him but it was like i still wasn't there with his voice yet and then over like just working with him like coming home from a long day of like it was so funny i'm like if these guys that i'm doing construction with only know what i go home and do <laughs> And like, not in a creepy, like, what's this guy do? But in a way, I can't like, wait to get home to my puppet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in a way like that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's weird, but I'm just really like, hey, how's it going? Like, 
Dude, like dancing around, like taking off all this like work stuff, this flannel and everything. And just like, oh man, tough day. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> just kick back with my puppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, I have so much stuff that I want to do with Andre that I'm only just kind of now kind of presenting to the public and like figuring stuff out with him. Like you were a part of the first yeah, Andre yeah, show so in the fun. summer. Yeah. yeah. And so like, and that is becoming its own thing. But then I have like, like a, like a show idea with Andre and a podcast idea with Andre and all these different, like weird little things that I've been working on for him that like, that's how I kind of got through, okay. but none of it's really been presented yet. Other than like now the live yeah. shows and everything, because so those live thought, shows are taken off. They're like doing really. They they've done really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have one actually just like coming up, but like, it's one of those things that that's a whole other beast too in producing and everything like that. So then some of the things that I want to work on with him have taken a back seat to do these shows and then mm -hmm. my own stand up and everything. Right. So it's a bit overwhelming sometimes, and that's where I'm trying to just like work on my mental health to try to get these goals that I want done rather than just be overwhelmed constantly. Right. Like, right. Ah! Yeah, Because oh, mental health. Yeah. It plays a, a huge deal because if your mental health, if you're, if you're ignoring your mental health or your mental health isn't um, in the best place, that affects everything. That affects everything, you know, or if you're, and this is what I was doing and, I noticed I was starting to do it again recently and I hadn't done it for a while was putting all my eggs if my mental health into the performance. Mm, so yeah. if it went well, I'm yeah, you felt nine. great. But if it went bad, holy moly is it dark because it mm. was like I needed that. Yes, yes. And it's like that's not healthy. Like Yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah. like this hell it's like oh no, the thing I do helps my mental health, but also hinders it if I do it in this wrong way. But in the moment, you think you're doing it right because you're feeling great. And so it's like, I'm, everything's good. And then you're like, oh no. no. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I find, like, I find stand-up such a, it's, I, I can't think of the word, but on one hand, it, it's solitary because you're up there by yourself um you're you're talking about for the most part like personal personal anecdotes which you should be able to stand in those and be fine but if if the people you're telling this to don't react the way you think they do think they should or you hope they should it's so devastating <laughs> you know, know it's just this whole mix of 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 stuff and it like even though what you're saying could be authentic and 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 everything, if if the end result doesn't end in a laugh, then it's like it's no good, sort of thing. Yeah. And the more <laughs> I do stand up and understand stand up, and the more I try to work on my mental health, the more I'm like, oh, everything I'm supposed to not do for my own benefits of mental health, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm doing for the success of stand up. You know. <laughs> that was that realization of like exactly or like therapist is talking to me of like well like expecting an outcome from someone because of what you're saying and you built up in your head and i'm just like 
And she's like, how does that sink in? I'm like, no, no, I get that about my relationship with my father, but over here every weekend like exactly that's my life right there like and to have that realization when i'm starting to get better at stand-up again is like oh no oh yeah oh yeah uh... (laughs) and i've had the struggle with uh like with medications that it's like is it gonna dull my funny yeah like i need to take the medication to to be able to function and everything but is that going to hinder my i know and, and like stuff? yeah and then i've i've thought that too but now i'm like on the road of like trying to get a proper diagnosis for i think i pretend might have adhd just yeah. by yeah and by i'm like i'm not trying to be someone who's jumping on the bandwagon i'm trying to be someone who i'm like almost have been like nope 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 and then the more i keep reading and keep saying about that i'm like that like is that like not me trying to reach of like i'm kind of like this but a little i'm like might as well have your picture next to the yeah (laughs) i'm like did i make this is that my room like but then i also have ocd and that's been like diagnosed and i think that's kept the adhd on a weird like kept it on its toes because ocd needs organization but then, it, but then I'll find myself organizing the wrong things. Uh, like, do you know how many times this Nick Cage section has been double checked to make sure it goes in the order that they came out in the like when I should be doing eighteen other things? Like, oh, you know what I mean? And it's just like so that's made me think because of the OCD. It made me think like I don't have ADHD because like these things don't check. But then it's like actually doing a little more research it's like oh they really check yeah <laughs> you're doing this thing as the oh and i'm like oh, no. <laughs> and so like correcting that and then also oh, yeah the worry of like oh is it gonna take away my funny i'm like yeah but how much am i not getting done because yeah. of the way my brain works exactly exactly so if i had that and it took away even if it did take away a 10 percent of the funny i'd be getting out that 90 percent of it out rather than like or not doing things so at the last minute or not doing things so in a panic or in a yeah everyone's gonna hate me if i don't do this the right way rather than just like do it get done but Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like exactly Exactly. and that's where andre helps a lot or like Mm. i'll put him on like obviously i'm doing a lot more with them so like i'll practice with them and rehearse stuff but like i hadn't done them for like a week or so and so i like put him on the other day when erica was out and he just had to like calm me down and just like give me a pep talk so i'm getting a little emotional here he was just <laughs> like you just like oh buddy you're too yeah. here you gotta be less here more here and i was like okay and i was like thanks andre and i'm like that's you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, the, but that just shows that sometimes you just need to step away from it yes so you just yes need to take a step back and like Andre for you is that step back even though it's you it's that step it is, back it's a step back to the yeah. point and that's where I'm like oh he helps me so much I want to infect people with Andre maybe not the best word infect but I want to like but I want Andre <laughs> to do that for people and that's why I've had people come up and like being like oh man I love this little dude like, and I'm just like oh, me too like me too like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just such a like yeah. The feeling I want to give people with comedy 
So it's great that just seeing him, people are already starting to be like, oh, and then he starts talking. I remember, I can't remember who it was. Someone was like, when you, I, they hadn't met, they hadn't even seen me do stand up. It was recently, they thought I only did Andre. Oh, and then they saw okay. me do stand up. They're like, oh, you're really good at that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I do. And they were like, oh, I thought you were just Andre. But then right away, I was like, I like this little dude. Like, he's great. And I'm just like, oh, that's so cool that you thought that's all yeah, yeah. I put out there. And you still were like, that's enough. That's, it was like yeah. this like, moment of like, I'm enough. I'm enough. As I know for myself, I am all, I always feel happy when I see Andre. Because I remember at the... Uh, uh, the uh, it was in August the the comics party like the awards yeah party. yeah yeah and I, I knew you were coming later because right? yeah. I remember you had said yeah I'm gonna try and make it I'll, I'll come in later yeah, and I you came in and you had Andre and I was so happy I remember I was... holding Andre <laughs> yeah yeah I was so I was happy to see Andre and I was nervous <laughs> about that too because like a handful of you knew and loved Andre and got Andre but I knew some of those people hadn't even met me yet and so this guy coming into a comedy party with a puppet is like it could either be like really like look at me I'm about to take over but I didn't want that I wanted like no no no, no. I just want to be known that like this is the vibe I like to give out and we're all together so I hope it's accepted and then he mm -hmm. was and that night yeah. I had such a, like a lovely I'm getting all emotional right yeah now. because that I was, I was I so happy a, yeah I got in the car with Andre put him back and I like was like we did good tonight buddy and just like <laughs> drove home like I'm like you were a, a hit like, <laughs> yeah as I remember so I was fun. so excited when when you I was excited to see you yes but then that when was. I saw you had Andre I was like Andre's here <laughs> yeah yeah there were a few people that were so like happy. Yeah. and then it was so cool having some people like that's how I met them for the first time too like those people knew I did stand up obviously so it wasn't like the other experience where someone thought I only did Andre but it was cool people mm -hmm. coming up and just being like and then someone was like oh sorry I keep looking at him and not you and I'm like no that's the point like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like the last show that the last show I went to of yours, of Andre's, I remember like loving the show and having a good time. And then when you came out from under the table, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he's here. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's here too. <laughs> and that's why I make that like kind of like lame, <laughs> ongoing joke of I'm just Andre's roommate. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm here. He needs a ride. Like, he can't drive. Like, I gotta. <laughs> But that shows how like how how good it is you know Thanks. because the thing is like we're, it's not like i'm a stranger like we're friends and we are just worked like, together oh, right. so many times and i just got lost in on yeah of course andre's sitting andre yeah yeah andre's sitting yeah, up there doing andre's, his thing yeah. yeah of course and then when i saw you come out i was like oh yeah <laughs> it was only recently on this new <laughs> on this last poster so i've had now three shows it was only on the last poster someone's like put your name on it you idiot and i was like <laughs> But it's Andre's like, oh, yeah. show. They're like, yeah, I know. In your mind, these, but like, no one. Someone's trying to find you too, and they can't because it's nowhere on this poster. I was like, oh, fine. So finally, it now has like Bobby Knuff presents Andre, Andre the Alien. The Alien. That's okay. comedy, and I was just like, no, I don't like this. I didn't have anything to do with it. It's him. But a question I had about Andre that I've. I've wanted to ask and then got distracted with like at other times. Is he a custom made puppet? 
Yes. Like he's custom made. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, uh, Meg, uh, Meg Frazier in Toronto, she's an excellent like artist. I was just like, kind of let her take creative control. I just gave a little bit of like suggestion of like Yoda's my favorite alien puppet. So like ears kind of like that. His eyes have to be inviting, not intense mm. and whatever. And then kind of run with that. Just like just arms and body and like obviously some sort of antenna or something. And then Andre, she showed me some like tester stuff and I was like, yes, keep going. That's great. <laughs> and then when she gave me to him, I like took him home and I got home and I just started like figuring him out. I took a little puppeteering course with this guy who worked on like Fraggle Rock and uh teenage mutant ninja turtle show or movies or something like just to kind of get the basis of like how to keep it alive and not just like right right to that that's it's like at, like it's talking like a person would talk with yeah, expression and yeah, animation yeah yeah people think it's just sometimes like oh you just do this and make yeah. sure that you're talking at the same time but it's like no they have to be alive constantly yeah like yeah see i wouldn't like, have thought of that i yeah yeah so that was like opened my eyes to it and i'm like this is such a cool different world and then i really started appreciating puppetry and movies and tv more and sometimes when you don't even think it is in it it's in it and it's just like and then that's how like yeah so he's a one of a kind hit him and he was originally gonna uh no i'm gonna get emotional again oh. that's okay we're <laughs> okay. gonna talk about it because i like to like originally his name was gonna be human just like some like him like oh i gotta come up with i gotta come up with a name when i crash land like human human like it was just like <laughs> that was gonna be some lame joke but then my buddy andre aruda passed away and okay. we were supposed to do shows he was being built at the time and everything we were gonna do shows together and all this stuff and stuff and so it was just like really hit me in the gut because he'd had a couple big surgeries and like made it through them and like it was like supposed to be kind of a new lease on life, but then he got pneumonia and he passed and it was just like oh. really, really tough on me. And I was like, ah, and I was still drinking at the time and everything. And I was like, what can I do for him? And I was like, had this little puppet. And I was just like, there we go, Andre. And so it was my way of being like, I could say his name kind of yeah. constantly. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I know for myself like I love the Muppets and everything and Sesame Street and all of that and I'm going to sound crazy I know but to me they're real yes that, they're real they're they real. are they are and like, whenever I would see like say pictures of Jim Hansen and he's got Kermit on his arm it's like it's a little jarring yeah, yeah. it's jarring and I know that like if I were to go into a room and just see all the Muppets like in their cases are on are on like you know the things you put wigs on that would scar me for life like I couldn't see that <laughs> there's even so there's even times now with Andre like when I'm traveling with him I'll bring him places even if he's not on a show because I like to take pictures for his Instagram or just for my own sanity mm -hmm. and I'll like I'm like Oh, gotta get Andre. Can't leave him in the car. I'll have hands full with like a suitcase or something like that. And I'm like, I can't leave Andre in the car. Like, that's like leaving yeah. like even a your family child. member. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't do that. That's yeah. not, and it even took me a while to get over. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, there's something wrong with me. And then I was watching the documentary of uh, Carol, who is the, the puppeteer for Big Bird. And I think why Big Bird is 
extra magical as a puppet is because that moment doesn't happen where you see mm. the puppeteer. He's in, in it. it. Yeah. He encompasses Big Bird. And that's why that puppet, I think, connects so much with kids and people because it's like, oh, yes. Like, and like, and I was reading, I was watching this documentary and reading articles about him because that for the longest time I was like, I want to be like Jim Henson. Like, I, that's who I, and he's like a day away from my birthday. Like, he's September 24th, I'm September 23rd. I'm like, I'm Jim Henson. I want to be like Jim Henson. And then like, reading more and more about him, Jim Henson obviously is a gifted, love him absolutely. But then like reading this stuff and then Carol was getting the tour of the of the of Sesame Street because he was going to be just a puppeteer at first until he got the big bird role. And he couldn't really work with different people and he was a little bit bigger and different. He was very emotional. And I was like, whoo. And then it was like, they were working and Jim like threw a puppet down, not in anger or whatever, but was just doing something and then it's like oh i need another puppet or yeah and carol was like what are you doing and he like went and scooped in jim's like whoa they're tools to connect with the children and like to get our things across and carol's like no they're not they're al-. and i was like oh that's and it made uh, me yeah. feel like less weird and more like oh this is okay yeah it's it's messed up and it's hard to communicate <laughs> with people sometimes and this happens a lot oh. <laughs> but then it's like it's okay and it was mm -hmm. like oh and so and then it was like hearing how he made big bird have childlike like he's a, he was like how do i figure out this character because he was having a hard time being like is he grown up is he that is he, what what's his point of view and he's like oh it's a six-year-old so they know stuff. Kid can put like, put mm -hmm. things together and understand things, but takes a little while, questions things. He's a good thing. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. what I want with Andre, but how do I do that? Oh, he's an alien. Everything's new to him. Everything he tries to is see new. the positive side of everything. And it was just like and it he's all... learning and discovering. But he's an and, alien, yeah. so he's also really smart about other things and the way he can connect things really quickly with other things is like yeah he's not from here so this is just all new to him mm -hmm. and so it just like sends off these sparks in my brain that don't get used in my normal stand-up and other things and it's just like oh this is why i want to yeah and that's when i'm finding way more joy out of it which is annoying <laughs> Because <laughs> my stand-up's kind of getting to that point, but I don't want to work on that as much. Mm. And not that I don't want to work on it because I'm lazy. It's like, this is what is yeah. calling me more over here of like, ugh. But it's yeah. harder. Mm. And it's a lot harder to find work with it. I'm yeah. having to create my own stuff. Where it's like, yeah. trying to figure out like, how do I get into that world? Like... Yeah, because I, I think it's fascinating. I think it's it's so cool that you have that other that other um uh what's the word? That other outlet. Yeah, that creativity. other creativity. Yeah. Yeah. That you it's still it's still in the comedy realm, it's still in the stand-up realm. It's just a different way of of presenting it. And you could yeah. do it because I don't know if anybody does comedy this way because it's like, yeah, there's nothing stopping you from doing a set from or or, or jokes from a pers from the perspective of of a child or a perspective of 
some other being. It might be weird for the audience to be like, you see a grown man, but he's talking or acting like like a child or or yeah. taking on a persona that's not him. Um so I and don't so know if anybody does that, but that is that's the that's my the way of being able to do yeah. that. Yeah, because when I've yeah. tried to do these weirder, innocent jokes in my standup, like they've worked or I can, but it's just not my standup voice. So mm. to put it in something else and like that's his voice and that's yeah. where it can thrive is like like this yes. weirder puns that I've come up with or whatever, like my right. favorite ongoing lazy Susan joke. <laughs> Or should Andre just tell you it really quickly? So if people would, should I grab Andre for a yeah, second? Yeah, 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 tell, yeah. Please, please do. Yes, please yeah, do. He can tell his favorite joke. Because he was about to be like, you're not going to tell my joke and butcher it. I'm not going to do Andre. that to me. Hey, how's it going, Savoy? Good, how are you? I'm super just going to get my, get my stick here. Oh, without it, I can't move my hand. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. Oh, nice to so see you. you. Yes, I'm always uh, talking over you. I'm so excited to be. You get out of here. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my favorite joke, and I'll get out of here. Okay. So, okay. The things that you you've seen it, so pretend that you haven't. Okay. okay. Pretend this is all new coming at you. So a lot, a lot of things you people say are pretty confusing, pretty weird to me. So sometimes I think there might be a misinterpretation though. Like you know, sometimes people will say, uh, "Oh." Looks like the tables have turned. Oh, and it's all—it's all dramatic. Some people go like, "Oh, this person has one up on them now." Oh, it's all. But maybe, maybe that's not what happened. Did you ever, you ever see a lazy Susan? <laughs> yeah, you know the top, top invention, top human invention. People say computers, cars. Nope, lazy Susan. <laughs> you're at the dinner table. You're like, "Ooh, I, I want this salt it up." Obama, you got the salt. <laughs> maybe, maybe the, the person who said the table was there, maybe they just saw Lazy Susan for the first time. <laughs> maybe they're like, whoa! <laughs> Tables of turn! <laughs> it's dramatic, it's actually just convenient. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> wow. when, you want, when you want an interesting guest who's not gonna, you know, keep crying all the time, you can, you can, you can, you can invite me back. Come on. I just bought every week. We play. We play. <laughs> see you later, Simone. Bye, Andre. I'll see you Mwah. soon. <laughs> oh, talking about him that much. Oh, I was like, yeah, I was like, you got to bring him out. You got to bring him out. I kept looking at him, too, and he's like looking right at me on the thing. Like, he's like, you're talking about me. At least bring me on camera. <laughs> yeah, that was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and that's where I like. I love, and when his jokes don't go over well with the audience, I don't get the same feeling like when mine don't. Oh, okay. Because it's like I'm just taking it from his point of view where it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is something new to me. You guys are already familiar with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 just moving on kind of thing. And then I find sometimes the audience like, likes him a bit more. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad oh, well, thank uh, you. Thank we got you. to see him. We got to see yeah. him. Yay. Well, Yay. we can't talk about him that much. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's such a big part of of what you do now. So yeah, yeah he's got he's got to be included. So thank you for bringing him out. Oh, so. well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>
<laughs> so we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap up this conversation this has been so much fun thank you uh, so this, much thank you for having me i love chatting with you anyway oh, yes. so i was just like oh in a formal oh yeah because our last road trip when we went to kingston we were like all the way up i know all the way back i was like kind of wishing it was a longer trip that we could talk longer i think we might have even said that of like oh no sometimes these car rides you're like oh no this is gonna be so long we're gonna run out of stuff in 20 minutes and then just be like that's a nice barn like but no we were just like we literally i literally sat in your the driveway of your building for an extra 10 minutes yes because we were still remember? talking and then i'm like oh someone's behind us you gotta get out of here like, <laughs> exactly because it was like because yeah it was, we were laughing we had so much fun so yeah yeah so this was just an extension of that and this was fun and this could have gone on for hours and hours and oh hours i know too. i know like it was just fun so this what we're how we're going to wrap this up i like i have a list of 250 questions that I won't be asking all of them, but I will ask you to pick two or three numbers between okay. one and 250. And I'll ask you the corresponding question. And yeah, that, that's okay. how I like to end off the show. So, okay. Give do you want numbers. all three numbers right now? Or do you want to go like number, question, number, question? Um, Up to you. If you have three okay. numbers in mind, you can give them to me. Give them all to me, uh, or let's we do can number do number question, number question. Okay. Uh, okay. So give me the uh, first so, one. So question number one hundred and twenty-three. One hundred and twenty-three. Okay. Let's. One, two, three. All right. So. Okay. So question one, two, three. Says, what personality trait has gotten you in the most trouble? Ooh. My, uh, okay, so I don't know the right word for it. And I know I should as a comedian, we're wordsmiths. I should <laughs> have the word for it. But I would describe it as like my inner Larry David. Okay. So my, like that, that, is it incredulous? No, is it? Like inner cynic kind of thing or? Not necessarily cynic. Because sometimes Larry David is very much right about something and he calls wow. that person out. That that has gotten me into a lot of trouble of like not being able to stay out of something oh, that okay. doesn't need me in there. But I need to let this person know. And it's usually about such small petty things. Like I'll be in <laughs> line at a coffee shop and someone will say something to the per the person behind the counter. They'll say something. The person misinterprets it, but then it adds some attitude back to the person behind the counter. And I have to be like, no, you are wrong. <laughs> they can't tell you right now how they're working, but you misheard them. And now you're giving them that. No, you're wrong. And then they're like, <laughs> and they're like, who asked you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, that gets me in trouble because sometimes the person behind the counter is like, don't like I'm diffusing this and you're making this like, worse. Exactly. Like, you're with later fuel fl later yeah, fluid. I, and I just get to leave with my coffee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I did good. And this lady's like yelling and tweeting about this person, like firing them, Yelp review. And this person's like, I gotta go clean the bathrooms. Why did that guy say anything? <laughs> that's too funny so whatever that whatever that word, is okay that's the thing that's gotten okay. me in i can't think of the word either but i but i know exactly yeah. what you mean 
Yeah. Or two cents. Like you have to add your two cents in. Like yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And not all the time. It's when someone is it's that specific type of situation. Oh, it's when oh, someone okay. is like overly acting, like they're definitely wrong, but they're overly acting and giving so much more than they need to about the situation. And no one's letting them cluing them in. And I'm like, and my brain is like, you can't leave this situation <laughs> with this yeah. mindset. But if anything, I just help them think they're more right. And I'm this crazy asshole. You know what I mean? Because now in their story, and then it's like, and then this, 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 this is the guy coffee shop. Came. And then I was telling the person so that they don't say anything wrong to other customers. Yes, and then this guy was like, and so I'm not this voice of reason. I'm just a lunatic. Right? That's too funny. Yeah, so that that's the trait. That's the trait, okay. All right. So, okay. uh, what's your next number? Mm, let's go low. Let's go 17. 17. Okay, let me scroll up. And then I'll probably go high after this. <laughs> <laughs> so, 17 is, would you rather have unlimited international first-class tickets or never have to pay for food at restaurants? Probably I see the, the benefits have... of both. Yeah. And I know people are going to be like, what? But the never ending food at restaurants. Because that's, that's my choice too. Because even if you get these unlimited flights or whatever, you have to eat everywhere you go. You could only take, what if you want to stay somewhere for a while? You're not flying every day. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm you'd want to stay somewhere for a bit and that so now if i don't have to pay for food ever again all that money can just go to travel yeah and eat at the top end restaurants of all those places that i can now travel to anyways because i'm saving my money I'm saving money on food exactly. exactly yeah 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 that's yeah. a no no brainer for me yeah my yeah my answer for that is the restaurant like i see the the appeal oh. of in unlimited international tickets that you could wake up and say oh i want to go to france and off you go or you fly anywhere but i but find it, the restaurant is more practical and, and more you'll get stuff you'll never be able to get in the other world like if you're just really good at watching online and getting a flight deal you could get a flight to somewhere for a, 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 fraction, a fraction of what someone else on that same flight is paying you could never go into these five-star rest there's never a we have one table that's you only pay 13% of the price of the entrees like every night. No, to get into this type of restaurant, you got to save up and drop $400 on an entree or a yeah. drink, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like that you just have to play this world smarter and the food you everywhere you go, you get to eat at the best places everywhere. Exactly. So that makes exactly. more sense than flying everywhere and then being like, I gotta eat at Burger King. I mean, exactly. I'm I in just Japan. Took, like, I, I came here in a pod, and now I gotta eat. Yeah, I'm eating yeah. street food like this. Yeah. Which I'll try that too. Yeah, I'll try that I too. Have... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. If you don't have to pay for food at restaurants, you could have the stuff that's being cooked on a grill on the corner, or you can go to some Michelin, like five star Michelin 
Exactly. You could go anywhere. Guy, a nice tip on the, the yeah, 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 the on the on the kebab side. that yeah, you yeah. got there on the on the on the the, the, the giant hot dog that you. Had. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> like, what? I'm like, yeah, that'll be the opposite of the Larry David <laughs> trait I have of like I'm just spreading joy, which sucks <laughs> that money is the way to spread joy. But I know the world we live in. <laughs> All right. Okay. So one more question. Well, has anyone asked two fifty? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, let's go with the last so. one. 250, okay. 250. All right. Oh, wait. I only have 249. Where'd 250 okay. go? <laughs> I thought I had 250. Ooh, or like, 250, like, you yeah, answered it... the deep existential question. Now we just stare at each other to yeah, see who yeah, logs question... out first. Yeah, Yo, I thought I had 250. I only have 249. Well, well, okay. then 249. 249, okay. Um, all right. So it says, if you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what song would you choose and why? <laughs> Okay, there's a couple, but it would definitely be Kiss by Rose by Seal. Because whenever I start singing it, my girlfriend is just, ah, oh, this again. So if <laughs> I didn't even sing it and just my presence did it, she'd be like, oh, I, I want to see you, but like, if you're not singing it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, I thought it was the funniest thing. And I only tried it like two or three times. And it was when I was just doing weird experimental stuff in my stand-up. I thought it would just be funny to break out into a song. Like, <laughs> out of nowhere. And not address it and then just go back to stand-up. And that was the one that I would choose sometimes. <laughs> and like, the two or like, maybe four times I did it. Like, once people were really into it. And then one time people were kind of like, this is goofy this is funny and then what two times it was just like what the hell is going on <laughs> <laughs> and you can see if people were like what what's yeah, happening like, like, what happened it's not like <laughs> i was bad at singing it was just too jarring of like when it's my eyes in the light and they're like oh okay is he gonna do it and i'm like baby <laughs> and people are just like like the one time it was like yeah it's hilarious because the energy i was doing fit it mm. and then the other time people were kind of like this is goofy enough it fit and then two times and it was like a pack yucks and it was just like <laughs> and i was like ooh, and i'm like you can't just cut out at a part you got to finish whatever Yes, you got to finish that like part, that lyric. That, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that and chorus or the lyric or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe it'll pop at baby. And then, like, <laughs> I think one person did, but then it was like a waitress I found out later. <laughs> and I was just like, well, never again. So that, and then but I'll still do it every once in a while. There was like, there was a month I was doing it every day. And that's when Erica was like, oh, okay, God damn it. Like, and then her friend, Matt, my friend too, our mutual friend, Matt, does it sometimes too. And his girlfriend was like, what, Matt does it too? What the hell? <laughs> and we didn't talk, we communicated this. We just found out from them talking too. So oh my we God. Just, he'll be in the he shower and be like, hey, <laughs> That's too funny. 
<laughs> but it's a good song though. That's a good song. Yeah, it's, that's it's a great old. song. It's great. It holds up. I've liked yeah. it since I was a kid because it yeah. was in one of the Batman movies. One of the Batman movies. I think and like the movie, even when I play it on YouTube, it's like it starts with the Batmobile driving yeah. away and it seals like, like yeah. <laughs> it's such a good song. It's the one so with Nicole good. Kidman, I think. Is that Val Kilmer? Uh, I think it's the Val think, Kilmer. Yeah, one. I think it's a Batman Return. Batman yeah, second or Forever. third one. Yeah. Oh, shit, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, which Batman one. Forever is Val Kilmer, and then Batman and Robin is George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Batman and Robin is George Clooney. Yeah. It was weird though because the Robin went from movie to movie, but not the Batman. Like Chris O'Donnell was Robin in Batman Forever, and he was also Robin in Batman and Robin, but Batman changed. So that yeah, always different. It's as true, a, and. Yeah, little t- little any... fun fact: Val Kilmer was Bob Kane's favorite Batman, and Bob Kane created Batman. Oh, he never okay. he never got to see anyone past Clooney. Like he died before the okay. like Batman Begins and... and Ben Affleck and all that. So he don't. Oh yeah, Ben. Ab- I keep forgetting Ben Affleck. Yeah, there's Batman been a lot, too. and now there's Robert Pattinson at this point too. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, so Bob Kane had only seen like the old Adam West, Michael Keaton. Val Kilmer and George Clooney, and out of those, he thought Val Kilmer was the best at being both a like charismatic playboy Bruce Wayne, but then also Batman. And I was always like, I did like Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite on one is Michael Caine. Uh, not Michael Caine. Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, when I think Batman too. movie, I think Michael Keaton. Well, those Maybe two are it's the, the first. They're the yeah. best ones out yeah. of like any of the original. People like the Christopher Nolan ones, but yeah, Michael Caine yeah. for me is the best one. But yeah. Val Kilmer, that one was like had Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and I love Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. And he so like that one holds like a special place in my heart. So I'm all and people always shit on those ones, but I'm always like, yeah, Bob Kane liked Val Kilmer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them all. Whatever. I saw all of them. Oh yeah. Um, but I liked. I liked. Uh, Michael Keaton, I think the best, oh, yeah. and, those and then the Christian the Bale ones. Yeah, those are those movies are the be- the coolest because like Tim Burton really gets the aesthetic of like a comic book, where like the yes. Christopher Nolan ones are new and gritty and real and good, but yeah. they don't they lose. The, I like, feel the it's like well, almost like Law and Order, very Law and Order like crime crime drama. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah good, yeah. But, but yeah, the style, the, like I like the stylistic thriller. of. Yeah, more like a crime thriller, exactly. I like the stylistic of, you know, like the shiny roads and it's like, uh, it doesn't look normal. It doesn't look like a regular Yeah, it looks like you're just popping it, right out of Yeah, like, yeah, it looks Eric very comic book, watching, very cartoon, yeah. We were just watching Batman Returns because it technically is a Christmas movie. The second, uh, the second one with Michael Keaton happens around Christmas. Oh. The one with the penguin. And we're like- oh, right. Yeah, and there's so much goofy stuff to it, but it it works. Like there's a giant present that gets wheeled out, and all these guys come out throwing stuff, and it's like would it never fit in one of the Batman movies now, but it still works and holds up on its own because yeah, it's, it gives it like yeah, this isn't in a real world. This guy's dressed up like a bat. There's a penguin. There's this nothing is. Exactly you don't nothing. have to be like yeah. It doesn't have to smack of realism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, which movie. is cool about them, but sometimes it's like, yeah, okay, let's feel it back. Too funny. Well, Bobby, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Afternoon, this has been a blast. I had so much fun. Yeah, this has been a, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for your time. 
Uh, where can people find you? Because I'll put your I'll put your contact information and or social media stuff and oh, Andre's if you'd like to include it too. Yeah, yeah. So mine is just uh, I don't really I had Twitter but gave it to Andre. So my Instagram is Bobby Knuff and Cats, and that's where I post most stuff or whatever. And then Andre's is Andre underscore the Alien, and that's okay. his Instagram. He has TikTok, but I always forget to load it for him. So there's okay. not that many on there. And he took over my Twitter, but he doesn't okay. do it too much. Okay. So if, if you, Andre the Alien, the same handle for that. Okay. Uh, for Instagram and, uh, and Twitter for Andre? Yeah. Okay. And then just me on, oh, I have an album out available everywhere, Rock Bottom, okay. that people can get wherever they listen to their things. YouTube, Excellent. Amazon, Spotify, all that jazz. Okay, great. I'll include I'll include all of that in the show notes. Cool. And uh, thank you so much. Well, thank and... you so much. This was a blast. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. And thank you, listeners, viewers, uh, for watching. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.